When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have Judy Hilliard, and Judy has a very unique talent. She is able to guide souls across the veil, and she's been doing this for years using an ancient Celtic technique. This is a fascinating conversation, so let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show, Judy Hilliard. How are you doing, Judy? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You... You, what we're going to talk about today, I have not spoken about on the show before, which is really rare nowadays as I've done so many episodes, but there's always something new to learn. And your, your story is pretty remarkable. So before we get into the work you're doing now, can you tell the audience a little bit about your past or your start in the medical field that you worked in? Yes, I uh, graduated from nursing school back in uh 1966 mm -hmm. uh started working in the hospital where i graduated from and that following year uh the hospital opened uh an intensive care unit at that point it was only the second intensive care unit in the state of connecticut wow and i i just fell in love with that and was in critical care intensive care critical care my whole life i retired uh in 2012, having worked there, worked in critical care for 47 years. But let me ask you, I got to imagine that that has to be a stressful environment. And you probably saw a lot of things during your 47 years, some very miraculous, I'm sure others very sad. How did you keep going for such a long time in such a stressful and 
the, the highs and the lows are so high and so low. How did you just kind of keep it together for all those years? You're breaking up a little bit. Yep. No worries. Um, did you hear that last, that last part of the question? I, di okay. I didn't know. All right. So I'll ask again. Um, so being in that environment for so many years, how did you deal with the extreme highs of the miraculous things you saw and the lows of the sadness that you saw? How did you deal with it? Not only mentally and psychologically, but spiritually. Um, and I would say initially, I wasn't necessarily connected spiritually. Okay. <laughs> um, that came that came later, but mm -hmm. um, psychologically, physically, it was just uh, it, it was a brand new specialty. It was it, and it was a way uh, at that point in time of being able to take care of people and save people that hadn't been able to be saved before. Mm -hmm. So in, in a way that those early years were quite heady. Um, you know, we had a lot of deaths, yes, but we had a lot of saves. Um, and, and I, I mean, the, I loved critical care nursing. I loved nursing in general, but I loved critical care nursing and, and it really, um, it really stimulated my, my interest in my brain and kept me um, kept <laughs> it just kept me engaged um, well let me ask you this you kind of hinted at this that you the spiritual came later did you ever see something in the ICU that made you question your beliefs your spiritual beliefs if you had any at the time and th it started making you go wait a minute there's there might be something else going on here yeah, actually, um, uh, at that at that at that point, I was I was working in a in an intensive care unit, uh, coronary care unit. I was the head nurse of a coronary care unit in a hospital in Pasadena, California. At that point, mm -hmm. um, a big hospital, uh, well known hospital, and um, at one point, uh, Elizabeth Kubler Ross had uh, fairly early, recently had come out with her book, and she was going to be. She talked uh, when she did a presentation at one of the universities in the LA area, and that that weekend I went to hear her. I went both Saturday and Sunday. Um, and when I came back from there. We used to have lots of cardiac arrests. I mean, at that point in time, that was in the early 70s. Uh, we didn't have the medications that exist now, the, the equipment that exists now. So fairly frequently, people had cardiac arrests. You know, when we would call a code and, you know, do everything, and sometimes we would get them back and sometimes we wouldn't. But after that weekend, <laughs> the amazing thing that happened is, you know, I, I would go running in. I, you know, maybe I was the one defibrillating or giving medication or doing CPR or what, whatever I was doing at that particular time. But from that time on, for years, um, I would know at some point if we were going to get that patient back. 
And if I knew we weren't, then I, I would just, you know, I would be doing what I was doing, but I would look up at the ceiling and I would say, you know, thank you. Thank you for your life. And then I would just go on. And I mm. never said anything to anybody, you know, but I was never wrong. There were hundreds and hundreds of people that, that happened to me that, mm. you know, and I, if I, if, if I had the sense that they were not coming back, I would just do this little thank you and continue on and we wouldn't get the person back. So it, it was kind of an amazing experience. So is that what started you kind of down the spiritual path that you are at today? Uh, that was one part of it. I mean, it, it, I progressed over time. I mm -hmm. had grown up um, a fundamentalist and fundamentalist evangelical church mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, um, and knew from an early age that I was different. I was mm -hmm. gay. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and that kind of, uh, church oh gay yeah. gay was gay was worse than being a murderer it was yeah. like the worst yeah so you know i didn't uh <laughs> i just hid that from even from myself um and and uh it wasn't until in my 20s i had moved from i, I was at that at early in my early life i lived in connecticut and I moved to California, uh, which was a more open environment. <laughs> yeah, in the 70s, yeah, a little bit open. Yeah. Yeah, California was a little bit more open back then than yeah. Connecticut by far. Now, one of the reasons we brought you on the show is because you are a practitioner of, a, an, and please forgive me, I'm, gonna, I'm new to this, so I'm going to do the best I can. A Celtic practice of working with the dying called Anamkara. Did I pronounce it correct? Anamkara. Anam, Anam, Anamkara. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Anamkara, what is this Celtic practice and, and how did you discover it? Well, um, it's, it was towards the end of my career. I, I, uh, I retired at, uh, in 19, in 2012. Mm. And a couple of years, a few years before that, I was working in, uh, I, I was living in Ashland, uh, here in Ashland, Oregon, which is a small town, southern, southwestern Oregon. And uh, I heard about a program that was going to be brought to the region um, by a guy named uh, Richard Groves, who, who had uh, a, a center uh, in a town you know, about 100 miles from here. And the, his center was called the Sacred Art of Living Center. And he, he brought this uh, program to the Rogue Valley for, for nurses and healthcare people. And, it, and the focus of that program was um, helping people at the end of life who were struggling and and hanging on to help them let go and get ready to die. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. 
When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When something happens to your car, you might say... But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And now back to the show. Um. And he had identified um, what he called spiritual pain. It was if people d- hadn't kind of done their work uh, at the end of life, uh, they tended to hang on. And he called those spiritual pains. And he identified that there were four spiritual pains that t- tended to go across all cultures. And those the, those spiritual pains were issues around relationships, uh, forgiveness, hope, and meaning. And if you could help people deal with those at the end of life, then they could have a peaceful death. And at the time I was working in a a very small hospital, four bed ICU as a staff nurse. um, And I was struggling with how we were dealing with, there were patients that we had in the hospital in the ICU that were very unlikely to survive. And then there were patients that were very likely to survive. And we were doing the same thing to, to both groups. Uh, you know, we put them on a ventilator, sedate them, uh, tie their hands down and, and treat them. And they were unaware, you know, they were comatose. Um, and I was thinking, particularly on those patients who were not going to make it, I started thinking about, I wonder if we are preventing their peaceful crossover when they die, because we're interrupting stuff, we're, we're trying to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the answer to that. And it was bothering me. So when I heard about this program, I thought, maybe I can learn something here. So I, that I took that program, and um, by the end of the two years, I don't know that I totally knew the answer to that, but um, Richard Gross was then going to present another two-year program called the Anamkara Apprenticeship. Mm. And the Anamkara Apprenticeship was 
is focused on uh, a Celtic way of dealing with death and dying. That it started, it, it was, it was uh, present in the Celtic lands in Europe between like the sixth century and the 12th century. And I would say it's a precursor to hospice care. Mm. Um, and, and I thought, you know, I was really interested in that. I really thought maybe this will be the answer to my question. Mm -hmm. um, so I signed up for it. And the, all of the hospitals in the region had, had helped support it. So all of the nurses in the different hospitals were, could go for less than what it would have cost us. But the first day, <laughs> the, of that, the first hour of the first day of that two-year program, um, Richard Groves was talking about the Anamkara apprenticeship, you know, and the, the history of it, the tradition of it. And I had heard him talk about it in the previous two-year program. And I remember sitting there thinking, well, this is, you know, I like hearing this. It's interesting, but I'm not going to learn anything new this hour. You know, but I was so wrong because he said like three, three sentences that just knocked my socks off and just took me in a whole different direction. He said, you know, in the Celtic times, there were some Anamkaras that had a special ability. They could not only help someone get ready for dying, prepare them for dying. There were some Anamkaras that could walk with someone through dying, escort them to the other side of the veil at their moment of death. And they were called Anamira. So Anamkara, the Celtic words Anamkara means soul friend or soul companion. Anamira means uh, carer of the soul. And when he said those words, I felt like I'd been hit with bolt of lightning. You know, I sat up in my chair and I said, I need to know how to do that. <laughs> I had no idea why I thought that. And I had no idea how I was going to learn to do that because it was something that had been practiced in, you know, in the, in the Celtic time back in the mm -hmm. Middle Ages. Um, so it took me a few years to figure out how I was going to do that. But from that moment on, I knew that I needed to know how to do that. And when you said it was practiced during the Celtic times in the Middle Ages, during the Middle Ages, it wasn't the most open-minded time uh, in, in the history. No, but in the, in the Celtic in the Celtic communities, it was. Yes, exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So, so it, it's fascinating that this was kept alive during. This is a spiritual, essentially a spiritual practice. Yes. yes. During those really dark times, that information was not available really there yes. was no movement in humanity really it was at a, at a snail space so that this was kept handing out apprentice master to apprentice master to apprentice right uh over over the uh the centuries is pretty remarkable so okay one, so go ahead well one of the uh richard groves and his his wife and john o'donohue had created mm -hmm. that program i don't know if you know who john o'donohue is i do not uh, you, you need to read his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> one of the books, one of the books that he wrote is called Anamkara. Um, but he, he, um, 
he died actually during my the first year of my Anamkara apprenticeship. So I'd actually never met him, but he was a um, he was an Irish fellow who had been a Catholic priest for the good part of his life and then eventually left the priesthood. Um, he was a poet, uh, uh, an author, um, a philosopher. He was an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, uh, David White. Have you heard of David White? The name sounds familiar. Same sounds yeah, familiar. He, he's similar, and the two of them were good friends. Okay. Now, David White is is uh, he, David White was from England, but he's he also has uh, uh, Irish connection. Um, anyway, so uh, okay. So let me ask you this then, because um, when I was doing research on this, I was there was two parts to it, which is you've now explained the kind of physical part on this side of the veil, which is helping them deal with these four pains one of these right. four pains or all four pains right almost kind of like a a kind of spiritual social worker in many ways mm -hmm. kind of working things out therapist kind yeah. of working things out with them so they can have a peaceful transition and then this other part is the more metaphysical side more um you know spiritual side if you will can you explain your process of doing the Anam, I'll never anam, say it. Anam, 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 process. <laughs> Thank you, Judy, so much for your patience with my presentation. No, no problem. Uh, you know, yes. I, my web, I, you know, when I created my website years ago, I it called it the Anamkara Companion, and I, I've realized over the years that that's a complicated word. <laughs> it is not the best on the marketing branding, I have to say. Exactly. <laughs> so, can can you explain to the audience what is the process of you know, helping a soul from their deathbed to the other side and what you do to get into that space and what happens on the other side. Okay. So how I do it, uh, because, you know, when I heard about this, this was something that was not generally practiced, is not generally practiced nowadays. Um, and I, I couldn't fi initially I couldn't figure out how I was going to learn how to do this escort somebody across the veil at their moment of death. Um, I hadn't been across the veil. You know? <laughs> uh, however, uh, back in 1985, I accidentally is one of those things where you're in a bookstore and a book falls on your foot. Oh, yeah, that happened. And the book that fell on my foot was his book by Robert Monroe called Far Journeys. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. 
When your American Express Platinum card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And now back to the show. Um, and Bob Monroe was uh, back in the 50s and 60s. He was a businessman in New York City. And in 1958 through the 60s, he started having what he later termed out-of-body experiences. You know, the first time it happened, um, or the first many times it happened, he would be asleep and all of a sudden he would wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning and his, his consciousness would be on the ceiling or outside the, outside the window or under the bed or, or whatever. And, you know, if he was up, up on the ceiling, he could look down. The first time that happened, he, um, he wrote about that. He, he looked down, he could see his wife and this other man in the bed, and he got really upset. Who's this man in bed with my wife? I mean, he could recognize his wife, but he didn't recognize himself. Um, so anyway, he 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 thought that he was dying or that he had cancer or, or that he was going crazy. So for about a year, he went to doctors and psychiatrists and nobody could find anything wrong with him. So he just started playing with it. So uh, before he'd go to bed at night, he'd, he'd say to himself, well, I want to wake up in Paris or London or, or wherever. And at two or three o'clock in the morning, that's where his consciousness would be. Um, so he did that for years. And at, at one point, um, as he's bebopping around out there, he, he met a guide, a, a non-physical guide who said, you know, would you like some other experiences? And and Bob said, yeah, it would. So that guy took him to the other side of the veil. So his, Bob's first book, Journeys Out of the Body, was about that first part of just mm -hmm. kind of bebopping around locally, right? mm -hmm. you know, around the earth. Mm -hmm. uh, Far Journeys was about the, his initial experience going to the other side of the veil and what he learned. And so I... So in 85, I discovered that book and I read and reread and reread and reread that book. And then in, in 1992, I think, some, somewhere around there, uh, he came out with his third book, was called The Ultimate Journey. And in the meantime, he had created the Monroe Institute in, uh, in, back in Virginia. And it was a place where he taught people how to go to the other side of the veil and where to go and ex what the experiences were on the kind of different levels of awareness on the other side. So from 1985 on, I was hooked. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just, I, I wanted to know, how, you know, what that was about. Sure. Uh, so when I'm thinking about how am I going to be an Anam Ira, I thought there, there seemed to be like two parts to the process. One is I would need to know when somebody was going to die. Not, not get ready to die, but when are they ready to leave their body so that I could be there? But the bigger issue is, <laughs> so if I'm going to take them across the veil, where do I go? And how do I get there? And how do I get back? You know, mm-hmm. and I knew that the Monroe Institute taught that. So um, when did I start? Uh in 2000, the end of 2012 into 2013, I went back to the Monroe Institute and I took three different programs, each one a week long, where you would, each week you would have m- multiple, multiple experiences of going to the other side and, and knowing how to negotiate your way around, knowing where you were, experiencing the different levels of awareness that he had described um, so I, 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 uh, in that month and a half or so, I immersed myself in that. And when I came back here to, to Ashland, um, at that point I had just retired from, from nursing. Um, and I, I, and a lot of my friends wanted to know, well, you know, what was my experience? So I have small groups of people and I would tell them what my experiences were. And then people started saying, well, can you go find out how my husband is doing or how my father is doing or, you know, whatever. So I, uh, within a couple of months, I was going over to the other side, finding people and connecting in with them and talking to them and, and how I do that. Um, Bob Monroe had, um, created back in the 70s he had created this sound technology called hemisynchronization mm-hmm. um, so you're listening to two different sounds and it creates a third sound in your brain so uh, that's what we learned to, to use at the Monroe Institute to travel to the other side so um, so I after I got home I would just put on a hemisync CD, sit down, get into a meditative state, say the person's name, and I would immediately be with them. And then I would ask them whatever questions that their loved one wanted to know. Um, and then I, 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 I uh, would write it down as it was happening. Judy, and I have to ask, I, have to ask you, I, don't mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, I have to ask you this. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you went over for the first time, what was that like for you? The very first time you went over to the other side, did you just go like, how do you just process it? What does it the feel first, like? It was I mean, it was wonderful. It was amazing. And the first time I went over, I was at the Monroe Institute. And the first time I went over. My father had died a few months before that. Mm. And when I got over there, he was there. And, you know, he was in, he was 86, I think, when he died. Uh, And he looked to be 35 years old, very fit. 
um, and we had this amazing conversation and we had a healing conversation. Um, it was back in, uh, when I was 25 years old, he had, and I, that's kind of a long story, so I don't want to get into it, but, mm -hmm. um, he had said something very painful to me. Sure. Um, that, that hurt me. And, and for, for decades after that, you know, every time I thought of him or what he said, I would swear. <laughs> <laughs> as you um, do, as you do, when you think about your parents sometimes, uh, <laughs> Hey, trust but, me, I'm sure they, sw they swore a lot on yeah. our behalf as well. <laughs> yeah. But they were good Christians. They probably did. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but so that first time, I the first time at the Monroe Institute, when I went over, the, my first experience over there on the other mm -hmm. side, my, my dad was there. And it was such a healing, loving, and an incredible experience for me. Let me ask you this. On a practical level, this Hemi technology, which is not too complicated, what is happening in the brain from your perspective or from your understanding that is kind of disconnecting you or allowing you to leave or allowing your consciousness to go somewhere else? What is happening in the brain? Because you said there was one sound on one side, other sound on the other side, a third sound in the middle. And that seems like almost seems like a disruptor that allows you to open the door or something along those lines. That's the way I see it. What it does is it puts you into a deep meditative state without working mm -hmm. at it. Really? It, it, yeah. Does it change the brain wave? Gives it down yeah. to alpha and, yeah. and gamma? Yeah. It, it does all right. of that. How long does it yeah. take you to get, how long does it take you? Uh, a couple of minutes. Oh, wow, <laughs> and and what, what I, over time, you know, I, I used to, I mean, I still do. I still put the hemi sink on and put my headset on and, and, and do that. But there was one day a few years ago, I, I knew that it was somebody I had to go find on the other side, but I needed to go do some grocery shopping. So I'm in the car driving to the grocery store. Then all of a sudden he's there, <laughs> you know, and he's, he's starting to have a conversation with me. And I thought, yeah, I'm just going to pause this. So I, I just paused it. I went and did my grocery shopping, came back, sit down, put the hemisync thing on, got my, my um, notepad, and started it up and it was like, it started right where he, I had stopped it or right where I'd paused it. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And now back to the show. So, um, what I realize is I don't, I don't need that anymore, but I just do it just cause, just sure. cause. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a safety blanket uh, yeah. in many ways. So, so everything you've been saying so far is more along the lines of you going to the other sides, having a conversation, coming back with information. Can you walk us through the process of helping someone who is dying and getting ready to cross over what that process is, which I see it, it seems to be a bit different than just jumping over, having a conversation and coming back. Right. Uh, I'll tell you about the first time that happened. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was living here in Ashland and I, I had a friend of mine um, had a twin sister who lived in Southern California and they were both 85 years old. And um my friend here was, uh, you know, a good Baptist woman. But her twin sister had lived a very different life, very independent, very uh, non-religious. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, so I'd gotten a call from, from my friend saying, you know, that her sister was dying and she was very restless. She was uh, at home in, uh, she was at her home in, in Southern California and she had round the clock caregivers. Um, and she was just restless and fighting. And she wanted to know if there was anything I could do to help her. And I thought, hmm, yeah, I think I can, but I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how to do that, but I'm gonna do it, uh, I'm gonna try. So I did the same thing. I just put on the headset, get into meditative state and called her name. And I'm immediately with her in Southern California in her room. And I can see her body restless moving around and and I can see her soul uh, somewhat out of her body. Um, and I introduced myself and said that, you know, her sister had, had asked me to come check on her and see if there was anything I could do to help. And she said, no, you know, get out of here. <laughs> oh, <I> wow. <laughs> so uh, I thought, well, I'm just going to hang out for a while and see if she changes her mind. So I just kind of, you know, hung out, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and in a few minutes, she said, all right, you can come back tomorrow. And I said, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. So the next day, you know, I get into my meditative state and, and call her name. And again, I'm there. And and she's like right in my face. Uh, and she's, she says, like, what took you so long? <laughs> you know, which is very different from the day before. Oh, she uh, She seems like a lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
but what she said was that she was afraid to die and that she yeah. she in her words had been an angry bitch her whole life and she and both of them both her sister and 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 she had grown up like in a, a baptist church and she felt like she would go to she was going to go to hell mm. so i said well you know there is no hell on the other side and I said, you're not an angry bitch. You're a, a, a loving soul. And you're just kind of lost right now. You know, and, and we had this conversation back and forth. She was kind of grumpy at first. Uh, and she kind of settled down. Um, and I, uh, and so I said, um, I said, just listen to me. Uh, uh, just listen to what I have to say to you. Um, and I told her who she really was, who she, she was as a soul, that she was this loving being as a soul. Um, and when I'm over on the other side, I, I, I frequently don't know what I'm supposed to do or say. It, I get guidance. And, you know, when I when I was saying to her, please listen to me, just listen to what I have to say to you, you know, and she said, well, maybe I will. You know, And I was thinking to myself, well, I have no idea what I'm going to say to her. Uh, but it just came out about, you know, that she was this loving being and and that she was getting ready to die. Um, so. um are you in the room still or are you on the other side? Because it's uh, like you're not on the other side or you're like half one foot in, one foot out. I'm one foot in, one foot out. I'm with her in in her room mm -hmm. and, and I'm connected to the other side. Got it. Got it. Um, so, so as I'm talking to her and you know, telling her who she really is and how what a lovely and loving soul she really is. Um, she's quiet. She just settles down and she's quiet. Um, and what, what I experience is this incredible um, sense of peace and love. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in this cottage that I'm currently in. Um, and I could feel it here. It was like it was like the contours of the room were changed. It was like n nothing was the way <laughs> it seems to be at the moment, you know. Um, and and then I see her, uh, I see her and me go across to the other side. Um, and she's met by loved ones. Um, but I, you know, at that moment, I didn't, I had never done the Anam Ira stuff before. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I actually didn't know it until the next day. But so I, I have this um, amazing experience of her and me in this state of bliss and, and love and incredible. And it's like, the, there was just this beautiful light. Um, 
And then eventually it fades and I'm back here. And so, and, I, and I'm in this state of bliss for a few hours. And then I called her sister and said, you know, I've connected in with your sister and and I'll write it up and I'll take it over to you. And I, I, I at that point, I didn't, I didn't have an explanation for what, what had happened. Um, and she said, well, you know, um, I got a call from the caregivers uh, later in the afternoon and they said that she died around 3.30 that, that afternoon. And I was with her in this, in this experience from about one to about 1.40. So I thought, well, may maybe I've helped her in some way. So the next day I go over and, and meet with Kathy uh, and gave her the write-up that I, that I did. And she said, you know, she didn't die at 3.30. That was when the hospice nurse came and pronounced her. Um, and, you know, the official pronouncement is the, the date and time that somebody's di died and it goes on your birth certificate. But she actually died at 1.20. And at one, one o'clock, uh, the caregivers had said she calmed down and she just relaxed. Um, and I had started working with her at one o'clock and I was with her from one, one o'clock to about 1.40. So that, that experience of that um, Bliss. ineffable experience was that period of time. So I th that was when I thought, I realized I had become an Anam Ira. I had escorted her across the veil at the moment of death. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And now back to the show. So amazing, Judy. Let me ask you, okay, so because it sounds it sounds somewhat similar to the beginning of a near-death experience, uh, since I've had so many of I've, yeah. I've, I've spoken to so many of them. So nothing sounds out of the ordinary for me. What's interesting is you're 
you're almost like uh, in the river Styx. You don't charge for the, you don't charge the coins, um, <laughs> but it's kind of like you're the boatman, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Bringing people over to the other side. What is your, I mean, is there a conversation when you're guiding them over? Is there like when, when you, when the relatives see like, who's this? Like, <laughs> I don't know who this lady is. Why is she with our, with our girl? So what was that? Is it just a silent, is there communication at all between you and, and the, and the, and the patient, I'll use the word patient, um, uh, the person that you're guiding over, is there communication once you're over there? Or is it kind of like you just walk them over and you just sit back and it's kind of like you you set up a reunion. What's that process? It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, so it's um, when I was at the Monroe Institute, we learned to go to this place that Bob Monroe had called Focus 27. It's one of the levels of awareness on the other side. It's one of the... Um, broader, bigger, mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, higher vibrations. Yeah, higher yes, vibrations. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, and, and it's a way station. It's, um, so I'll get into that in a minute, but because I want to answer your question. Um, so when I'm moving over with someone, I'm having that experience with, I'm, I'm with them and they're with me. And we're moving over to Focus 27 to the park in Focus 27. And when we get there, there's always, always an incredible amount of people waiting for it's a reunion of loved ones. And, and it could be loved ones from this lifetime or loved ones from other lifetimes or a combination. Usually it's a combination. Um, and there's the beauty is just um it, it, it's a park uh, that we would understand that was like a park, but it's it's it, it's like no park you've ever seen on Earth, even the most amazing park you've ever seen. It's it's pales according uh, compared to that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's music, there's sensation, there's sound, there's and and just beauty and just and love and openness and freedom and joy and it's it's just incredible so is there any communication are you talking or communicating with them at all during this process uh, sometimes but it more is it's more an experiential at that point we're just we're both experiencing and and usually i mean the person that i'm taking over as soon as we get over there they recognize the beings that are there that know them mm-hmm so then there, there's the start of a, 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 a happy, joyful reunion. And and I'm just, <laughs> it's like being at a party and you're just part of it. You're just part Got of it. Got it. Got it. You become the third wheel, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in some ways. This way station, again, everything you've said, I've heard, but not the way you've put it together. I've heard about the park. I heard about this line that you can't cross. I'm not sure if you've seen that line where you there's a place where you can't go any farther, because this I've seems... never I've never at this point I've never come across some place I've never that I can't go. Got it. So you're still within the you're still within the area that you can 
freely coming in and out of. It, well, and I've been way beyond the park, way mm -hmm. beyond Focus 27 since then. And Where is at that? This, pardon? Where is that? Uh, just levels, different levels of awareness on the other side. Well, let me ask you this then. What are the awarenesses that you've visited on the other side? And in what capacity have you visited them? Well, um, okay, I'll give you another example. And in, in, um, in Bob Monroe's book, he talked about uh, <clears throat> when he was over there hanging out, <clears throat> he would periodically go to this area beyond Focus 27 um, that what he saw was an aperture, a huge aperture, mm -hmm. but it was all, the aperture was closed and there were people that he knew that were hanging out in front of the aperture. Um, and his sense was, and their sense was that this, if and when, when the aperture opened, they were gonna be able to transition through it into another dimension beyond. And one of the things that they had said to Bob Monroe is, you can't go through there because you're still in a body. That's the line. Um, that was the line. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, um, years later, um, I was at a, I used to have afterlife conferences throughout the United States. And I was at one of those afterlife conferences. Um, are you there? I am. I am. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You froze and probably I froze. I don't know. Sure. It's all good. Okay. So I was at this afterlife conference and uh, I was sitting in a, you know, a big auditorium and one of the one of the gals that would come almost every year was a woman who who uh, did Native American drumming mm -hmm. and would drum us into uh, a meditative state. Um, so as I, I was sitting there and I thought, okay, I'm I'm gonna see what this is like. So I thought, hmm, I wonder what I want, what do I, what do I want to experience that I haven't experienced before on the other side? And I thought, I've never seen the aperture. I want to see the aperture. Mm -hmm. So she, so Linda's drumming and I know I'm getting into my meditative state. And then I'm right in front of the aperture. And, the, but there's nobody there and the aperture is open. Security is left. Security's on lunch, is what you're saying. <laughs> and and what comes into my mind is well, Bob Monroe said that he had been told that you can't go through the aperture if you're still in a body. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's just a thought. And then what came next is, yes, that's just a thought. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go through the aperture. Wow, you're you're ballsy, Judy. You're ballsy. I like that. <laughs> so I went through. I didn't. I I didn't go far through, and I I could see the opening of the aperture behind me, and I thought, well, I'm just gonna stay close. But I wanted to see because I thought, what's on the other side? Because I've never seen God mm -hmm. exactly. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe God's on the other side, this God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what was in the aperture, it was this incredible, um, it's hard to describe. It, it's almost impossible to describe. It was a different environment than on this side of the aperture. Um, more love, more, uh, more of everything, more of just openness of love, of joy, of mm-hmm. than I experienced before, and I thought I experienced the most. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just hanging out there and just having this experience. I mean, it was just, uh, and the and the the environment was sort of. The color was sort of pinkish, um, and I and I could see like way beyond. There was and it, it kind of went on for eternity, mm-hmm. uh, infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point, I heard Linda drumming us back, mm-hmm. and I can't you know, come back into my body, and I thought, wow. so judy how many how many souls have you helped transition over hundreds hundreds at this point well let me me back up a minute um i've physically i've i've taken seven people over at the moment of death Okay. okay however um we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. And now back to the show. At some point during the 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 process, one of the things that I got guidance on on the other side was one of the things that I could do for people who were struggling is I could take them over for a visit. Um, Yeah. 
so, uh, you know, I, I offer, do you want to go over for a visit and see what's there and see who's there? At what point uh, is this someone on their deathbed or is this just, okay, people yeah, on their deathbed? Yeah. Because yeah. they're terrified because they're terrified of what the programming right. they've gotten through earth and hell and all that other stuff they might have learned along the way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I've taken so so physically I've escorted seven people over at the moment of death, but when I learned to do this taking people over for a visit, then I didn't need to escort them afterwards because they uh, they were comfortable and and if almost always i i would say always when i bring them back uh loved ones come with them you know mm -hmm. could be a mother a father a grandmother somebody mm -hmm. that's important to them come with them um, and stay with them until they're ready to transition so then i don't have to do that it's very similar to what happens when people listen to stories like this and, and these kind of conversations and near death experiences and shared death experiences. And when they understand that there is another side uh, yeah. that, that we go on for forever, uh, that our loved ones are safe. Our, our pets are safe. Our animals are safe. Have did you, by the way, in any of those times, have you seen animals along, along the way, or has it only just been humans and, and other beings like that? Have yeah. you, during during that uh, during that time, did you see also any pets or animals? Just out of curiosity, uh, I have. Um, I don't normally unless unless there's a reason. Uh, but mm -hmm. you know, um, I had a a, a a loved pet dog who died of uh, some years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, when she died, uh, I, I was, uh, uh, I had her in the chair next to me, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I was sobbing. I, I, I couldn't sure. go. I couldn't go. Um, but later that night, uh, I woke up and she was still in the chair. She had died. Um, and I thought, I, I want to go see if I can find her. And one of the things that we learned to do uh, at the Monroe Institute is <clears throat> there's a, an area in Focus 27 where you can create your own special place. And I had created my own special place there and, and all of my horses and dogs and cats and animals sure. that I've had that I've loved, when I go there, they're there. Very, very much like uh, what um, what dreams may come with Robin Williams, yeah, where he literally created exactly. his own heaven. There. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so in the middle of the night, I decide to go see if I can check on her, mm -hmm. and she's at, she's in my place, you know. And I have this; I created this uh, beautiful log home overlooking the ocean with a sloping uh, uh, front yard um, and she's playing in the front yard. Got it. Um, and she's, you know, kind of doing, you know, when how dogs get down on their front paws and kind of jump. <laughs> well, that's what she was doing. And she was, and there was another, she was another person there that she was playing with. And I thought, I wonder who that is. 
I mean, and she was so happy and, and uh, she was just this bright spirit. And this, this other person that she was playing with was a bright spirit. So I'm, I'm thinking, I wonder who she's playing with. So I focus on the other person. It was me. I was already over there playing with her before I got there. This would be your higher self or uh, a portion yeah. of your soul because yeah, your soul can exactly. be projected yeah. into multiple places at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just out of curiosity, this is a topic I talk to a lot with people like yourself, but with gurus and spiritual masters. This idea of everything happening all at once, because you've mentioned past lives and multiple lives. Do you have any experience since you visited so much the other side of, according to the theory, is that all of our lives are happening at the same time. There is no past. There is no future. There is no time. So it's right. kind of a construct of ours. So we're just, our awareness is here right now. You and me, our awareness happens to be here. But things that we do in this life can ripple back, if you will, or forward, depending on what we accomplish. So if we accomplish, oh, we accomplished uh, overcoming addiction in this life. Oh, well, we, we had that plan for three lifetimes down, but since he, he already did it this time, we can re shift it. Do you have any information or insight into that idea? Um, my experience on the other side is, is, is that, that, that there is no time on the other side. Um, and um, uh, an experience just came to mind. Now I've lost it. Uh, but, but part of it like, was me being over there playing with Sophie before mm -hmm. I even, me, even went there. Right. I was already right. there. Uh, so I probably went with her, even though I was home sobbing and thinking I couldn't go. Um, That's an interesting idea. That's a very interesting idea. Yeah. For, um, for, to, to make people feel better about losing a loved one or losing a, a, a beloved yeah. pet or something along those lines, because you feel so disconnected when they leave you. But yeah. to know that you literally are with them on the other side right right a different part of you is there yeah it's very comforting would you agree there was a there was a time when i in in one of bob monroe's books he had talked about connecting in with his higher self on the other side and i had you know i had been doing this for years and it never occurred to me to think about doing that for myself so I thought this one day, I thought, hmm, I want to, I want to do that. I want to see if I can connect in with the other, with my higher self, my higher soul self. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time I, I had Sophie, she hadn't died yet. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I had read lots of near death experience books and, and lots of people when they're over there, they don't want to come back. Mm -hmm. e even when you know it could be a mother with ch young children then they, they don't want to come back because it's so incredible on the other side so i thought if i connect in with my higher self maybe i won't want to come back and i don't want my because if my soul is out of my body it, my body's going to die 
fairly soon um, because the soul is part of what animates the body. So I thought, well, I don't want Sophie here with my dead body. So I asked my guides to help me if I get over there and I don't want to come back to help me come back. And so, so I get into my meditative state and have this intention of connecting in with my higher self. And it was, it was, it was such an incredible experience. It was, the sense of belonging um i i don't know that anybody in this in this life in in a physical life can can know what that's that incredible sense of belonging is mm -hmm. i mean we all have snippets of that in our family and stuff mm -hmm. but this was just be beyond beyond anything that could be described the sense of, uh, I was home. I was home. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And now back to the show. And in this, I mean, I was just, I was just enveloped in this love and belonging and this, I, I don't know what words to use. But then at one point, I, I'm, I, I see myself standing there like in a, like in a one person receiving line. Mm -hmm. And there were hundreds, uh, uh, maybe a thousand people walking by me individually. And each one would acknowledge me and, and, and touch me. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I knew each one of them. I knew them better than I think I know myself. I knew them. They, they were so familiar to me. And they male and female and and other I, I don't know different mm -hmm. um, 
and different dress and different um, colored skin and, you know, different, different from all kinds of different lifetimes. Um, uh, over a thousand, it seemed like. Um, and what I realized is they were each me from a different life. Wow. That's amazing. It was amazing. So you literally were connecting with all of your past lives. And future lives. And future lives technically as they're all going on. And if you were yeah. part, a part of them were. Yeah. So part of you from the Middle Ages, a part of you from the pyramids, a part of you from a space right. station in the future, <laughs> living on Mars somewhere. All, right. of, all of this was connected. Judy, what's really remarkable about your your stories and your journeys is that people I speak to have glimpses of this, but you freely go back and forth and experience so much of the afterlife that your knowledge base of the afterlife becomes greater and greater and greater mm -hmm. the more you visit it experientially. I mean, you, just by experiencing it, you're, you're learning more and more. How do you deal with coming back? to just this <laughs> in that time in that time when i was connected with my higher self you know and i had asked my guides to help bring me back if i didn't want to come back mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden i'm back and and then i realize i'm back and i started crying i mean i was just sobbing sure that i was back And how did you it took a, it? it it took a while to because it was you know when you're home in yeah. in in a home that that no one on earth has ever experienced no matter how good home is here mm -hmm. it's astronomically better greater on the other side and when you come back from that um, it took me a while to process. stop crying. The yeah. process, the process yeah. those emotions. Yeah. And that, and what, when you're experiencing here was so much grander than these other experiences of the aperture and and other souls and and being in the in the garden and that and that place where you were with your dog. Yeah. Completely different energy. Completely different level of vibration, if you will being that yeah. close to your higher self and connecting with all of your past lives. Um, Judy, I have, to, I'm going to, I could keep talking to you for another hour or two <laughs> with that <laughs> question. It's just fascinating, but I'm going to ask you a few questions. I ask all of my guests, what is your definition of living a fulfilled life? Uh, doing what you're meant to do and doing it happily and joyfully. I mean, what you're meant to do, you're going to do happily and joyfully. It's just, that's just it. Now, if you got a chance to go back in time and talk to little Judy, what advice would you give her? Everything is going to be okay. It's going to be more than okay. Stop worrying, settle down, relax. How do you define God or source? The words that I get when I'm connected on the other side, when I'm, I'm getting connection from source on the other side, the, the, the words that I get 
tend to be something uh, one of the one of the combinations is all there is in caps all there Fair is enough. yeah which makes all the sense in the world yeah and what is the ultimate purpose of life learning joy love and where can people find out more about you and the amazing work that you're doing <laughs> Well, my website, I'll, I'll spell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put the link in the description. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So it, my website is anamkarakompanion.com. Okay. Um, I have a book that I, that came out a couple of years ago called mm -hmm. Soul Companion, a memoir. So some of the stories that I've talked about today are in here. Okay. Um. So those are the best ways to get a hold of me on on my website there's a there's a, a tab where you can get a hold of me okay so if somebody wants to reach out to you do you do like right. sessions or things like that yeah yeah okay you know i've worked I, i've um uh, when i said hundreds earlier what i what i was thinking about is I've worked with hundreds of people in connecting with them, with loved ones on the other side, you know, many hundreds of people. Well, be careful what you wish for, because the show has a, <laughs> a way of inundating the guests sometimes. So uh, Judy, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure and honor speaking to you about your, your remarkable journeys. And I really do truly hope that this conversation brings some peace uh, to people uh, around the world and know that there is another side it's all good it's all good it's all good and, and we all and we finally know that all dogs do truly go to heaven so <laughs> thank you so much my dear i appreciate you you're welcome thank you I want to thank Judy so much for coming on the show and sharing her experiences with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, please head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 351. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.